The Razorback basketball team has a lot more moving and shaking when it comes to the roster and the coaching staff. We're going to talk about Dylan Leach's big night for Razorback baseball from last night against UCA and probably jump into some football updates as well. This is the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I'm your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Wednesday. Made it through the midway point of the week and uh, looking forward to seeing uh, what the rest of the week beholds to us all because it's been, you know, one of those crazy, I won't call it a, few days because I don't even think it would be crazy but just a lot of moving around when it comes to Razorback basketball and a lot of people have been wondering about uh, what's the latest going on with uh, the transfer portal with players on Arkansas's current roster and players that could potentially be on Arkansas's roster and everything and um, before I jump into that and start giving the updates on everything like that I want to make something clear because I think that there's a lot of people, and I'm not even talking about uh, just some fans. I'm talking about people who are uh, media members or even uh, Twitter people, whatever that is. Um, you know, there's something that you have to understand about the transfer portal, and especially with the way that Arkansas and Eric Musselman uh, handles the transfer portal. I know people who are as involved and as in intertwined with the Razorback coaching staff and Eric Musselman and the program and the portal, like that's their job is that. And even they struggle to know exactly what's going on 100% of the time. Now, you may say that's kind of weird and how is that, how is that the case? Well, it's because Eric Musselman and his staff do a phenomenal job of making sure that whoever that they are going after in the transfer portal legitimately they have to throw off the scent for other teams because if they just start announcing or if it starts getting out exactly who they're targeting, then everybody else is going to go after them as well. It's basically stealing their evaluation. Where on the other side of it, if Arkansas is going after 20 different players and it's all being announced that they're going after 20 different players in the transfer portal, then other teams and other programs don't really know who exactly they're really going after, who's a fake, whatever it may be. So it's a strategy. It's strategic. It's something that Eric Musselman and his staff do. And when they do that, they keep it very close to the chest and they keep it always moving where there's not really one spot or one place or one area that you can stop and say, okay, this is what's happening. So people have to understand that. And so yesterday when the news was coming out of uh, potentially having, you know, there was some you know side eye emojis as if everybody's like, you know, they know something, but they're not telling everybody. All that, all that ends up being is like, okay, I don't think you know anything. I just think that you think that you know, because even the people that would know and would know more don't even know. Does that make sense? Probably not. But when you see all this stuff on Twitter, and of course I was having some fun with it yesterday because I was like, uh, hearing that eyeball emoji is going to be committing to, uh, you know, tough face emoji at watch emoji tonight like just because it's like it's so dumb it's like everyone's like oh i know 
I know what I know what's going on, but I'm not going to tell you what's going on because um, I just know, and you're just going to have to you're just going to have to wait. So I'm hearing things all the time, but I don't I don't want to even come out and say like what for what I feel like is true or not because I don't know. I honestly don't know, and I think that uh, the only people that will know is when the official announcement comes out. So um, there's a lot of players involved, though. There's I've heard as far as those uh, twins from Rhode Island, or that they are still involved. I heard Fardaz is still involved. Um, kid from Moorhead State, uh, somebody that I think I don't know if that's actually legitimate or not, but that's what I've heard. I mean, like I said, I've heard so many things that it's it's hard to keep up. So just I'm saying that for everybody's sake, that if you're following on social media or anything like that, just know that because someone tweets about it or because somebody says they know something doesn't necessarily mean they do because of how great Arkansas and Eric Musselman and his staff are at keeping everything ever so moving, but also very quiet. So uh, I think that that's a big part of it. But either way, um, there has been some significant moves, the ones we know actually for sure that happened already today. And I actually woke up to some of this news, too, and it just seems like it's been uh, going and going and going and, and happening. So, uh, you know, one of those things that cracked me up is just, uh, you know, what people, like, their reactions to this stuff as if it's, like, significant or if they start freaking out or anything like that. But some of it's got to remember, folks, is not surprising. Like, for instance, uh, Connor Vanover, uh, he has officially entered into the transfer portal. Uh, he's a redshirt junior. He appeared in 15 games, started 10 games this season, averaged 3.9 points per game and 2.1 rebounds per game. Uh, he's joining now Chance Moore and KK Robinson. And his announcement on Instagram came uh, via that social media platform and said, quote, thank you to everyone who has helped me along my journey. My family and friends, my coaches and my teammates also want to thank the fans for making my three years here an unforgettable experience. Growing up in Arkansas, it's always been a dream to play in a Razorback uniform. And I will never forget some amazing memories that we've had the past few years. With that being said, I will be entering my name into the transfer portal and reopen my recruitment. I will never forget my time here, and it will always hold a uh, very this place near to my heart. So Connor Vanover is moving on, and you know, say so here's my thing about Connor Vanover. Everybody, he was like one of the players that so many people wanted to see play. So many people wanted him to be a particular player. So many people wanted to give him opportunities. And there were also a lot of people that said that he doesn't even deserve a scholarship to be on the team. Like there was a lot of different reactions from how people treated him or wanted him to be or whatever it may be. Here's my thing on Connor. You knew what you were getting. You knew what he was. He wasn't going to just be able to put on 50 pounds of, of pure muscle and get physical down under. He just wasn't that guy. He just wasn't that player. But he was somebody that, you know, you gave the opportunities for and he just couldn't come through. He just couldn't do it. And so now he's moving on. And so now you got uh, those three scholarships are available as those guys are moving on. We only know Trevin Brazil's coming in. So it basically says that there's going to be a lot more moving and shaking in the transfer portal as well. Uh, but the other thing, too, that happened as far as the coaching staff, which I wouldn't say it's a surprise, but it was definitely something that uh, I was thought was interesting, is that Clay Mosier, uh, he will be stepping down from his position. He announced via Twitter uh, this morning. He will be he's joined the staff with Eric Musselman and has been here all three seasons. And he says, "Quote Razorback Nation, thank you so much for the amazing, exhilarating lifetime memories over the past three years. Two Elite Eights, All Americans, All Conference performers, Freshman of the Year, Six Man of the Year, All Defensive Team members, Conference Player of the Year, NBA draft picks, 
and uh, more on the horizon. Lottery pick, more on the horizon. Historic wins, unprecedented recruiting success, college degrees, more on the horizon, and COVID survival. More importantly, a new robust lifetime network of incredible people, colleagues, and fellow coaches, support staff, athletic training, medical staff, nutrition staff, strength and conditioning staff, academic support staff, administration, facilities, crews, broadcast crew, graduate assistants, student managers, professors, teachers, business leaders, etc. <laughs> it takes a village and everyone deserves a genuine shout out for their commitment, talent, sacrifice, and the role that they played uh, in their accomplishment. Thanks to the community for embracing my family, as that is the most important thing to me. Thank you for my immediate family whose sacrifice is always the hardest to repay. My mother always used to say, when you're invited into someone else's home, leave it better than what you found it. She'd be proud. Woo pig suey. So there you have it. Clay Mosier is moving on. And uh, again, coaching staff and coaching staff changes happen pretty much every year under Musselman, uh, where guys move on. And I, you know, people want to say if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but they've already moved in Anthony Ruda into the assistant coach's role right there with Clay Mosier. And Musselman even said, quote, we are excited to have and fortunate to have Anthony make his progression on our staff, his tireless work ethic and overall basketball knowledge led us to hire him as both director of operations and assistant coach at Nevada. And now here again at Arkansas, Anthony has proven himself in every facet of scheduling, recruiting, uh, player development and on court instruction. So you got some movement there on the staff and, you know, Anthony Ruda being that my, my here's my thing about this. And I am not taking away anything that assistant coaches do for Arkansas whatsoever and i'm not i am not taking it away they are pivotal they are important and they are integral into the success of the razorback basketball program totally 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 there so that being said though i feel like muscleman is a lot more like a petrino type where everything goes through him like he is what holds it all together he is the coach he is the guy everything goes through him and because of that fact he might be sometimes difficult for assistant coaches to be under for a long period of time. Uh, I think that there might be, and it, again, it's not like that he's like that muscleman's a jerk or anything. I just think that it's very demanding. It's a very demanding job. And I think over time, you know, that's why you see some coaches leave because they're like, hey, this either I, you know, this is a lot, this is a lot going on. It's very demanding. I need to move on. Or they may approach it and say, you know, this is actually uh this is actually just fine. You know, I'll uh, I'll stay, stick around and, and make it work and then wait for another opportunity to and uh, whatever it may be. So, you know, there's just a few things that I think that go into that. But at the end of the day, it's like as long as Eric Musselman's still your coach, as long as he's still going out there and doing Eric Musselman things and recruiting at the high level that he's doing and all those things, you're going to be just fine. Like Arkansas basketball is always going to be good. So you can just count on that. And uh, I just think that that's something that, you know, people don't need to worry about too much. Uh, let's go into, uh, some Razorback baseball. Cause I want to talk about the night last night for, uh, Dylan Leach, uh, here in just a second, but Hey, you've, you've heard me tell you many, many times about built bar and you know, it's that protein bar that makes everything so much better, especially in your mornings. I've already had one this morning. And as you can see, I am so pumped up with energy because of, of built bar helping me out with it. It's a delicious, amazing protein bar that tastes great, which is very important to have, mind you. And on top of all that, it's got so many different flavors to choose from that even if you don't like coconut, don't worry, they got other ones. They got strawberry shortcake. They got different ones to choose from to make it easy for you. And right now we have a great deal where if you go to built.com and enter promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your next order. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order at built.com. Check it out. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. 
You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, I know that we uh, haven't talked a whole lot of baseball on uh, the podcast just yet, but I want to kind of dive into that as well and and kind of give up the the big news coming from there too. And last night, um, just for a little bit, as Arkansas played UCA, the in-state opponent in Baumwalker Stadium. And, you know, Arkansas won 21 to nine. Like it wasn't, it wasn't close. Like Arkansas was just the better baseball team. But the story comes from Dylan Leach, who is just a sophomore catcher, hasn't hit that well all year long, but he hit the cycle. He hit for the cycle, but it wasn't just the cycle. It was even more than that. So he got a triple in the second inning. He got a single in the third and a double in the fourth. So through fourth innings, he's already on pace for it. And then he hits a two-run home run in the top of the sixth to complete the cycle, making him just the second hog to do it since 1994, which is funny because last year against UCA, Robert Moore did the same thing. Something about scheduling. I don't know there. Uh, but what's crazy is not only has he served the backup catcher and he hasn't had those opportunities to do it, but he hit another home run. He hit a home run right-handed and a home run left-handed. So as far as cycles go, I know that not every cycle, you know, as long as you get the cycle, you get the cycle. But when it comes to the, the cycle in that regard and in that form, to me, that's like one of the most impressive things is not only were you able to hit uh, a home run, but to do it with, both stances on both uh, both hands, batting left-handed and right-handed. So, like, that's just that's just the game of your life right there. Even Dave Van Horn said so. Just the, the game of his life. Now, is that going to lead to anything? I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe it gives him confidence. Maybe he starts playing a little bit more. But uh, we know with Turner playing catcher that it's probably, um, you know, it's not like he's going to overtake that job or that position or anything like that. Maybe they look at him at DH. I don't know. I don't know exactly what they'll uh, dive into and what they'll think for him. But either way, it was just an awesome performance. And to see him do it against UCA, the second player to do it against UCA in the past two years with Robert Moore doing it last year, it's awesome. And, I, and again, I don't, I'm not a baseball guy. Like, I don't sit here and, and talk about baseball all the time. But I will say that, like, hitting for cycles or doing, like, records like this is always really cool to me. Like, I always think that, like, if you're able to go out and do something that takes timing, and like, because, you know, honestly, the, the most difficult part about it all is – uh you know, you're talking about basically um, getting in those positions where the triple is going to be the hardest thing. Like, that's, ju that's just the facts. Like, that's just a fact of the matter. And so that's, to me, kind of the most impressive thing is when you can hit home runs, like doubles can happen, sing, but the triple, that's that's the toughest part. And Arkansas was able to do that with Dylan Leach and and uh, make, some, make some big plays there as well. So I thought that was cool. I thought that that was awesome for him and his confidence. And I think it's awesome that Arkansas continues to roll on and has a big series this weekend against Florida on the road. Uh, so we'll have to see if they can uh, put it together for that. But uh, still, oh, just a great performance by Dylan Leach having the game of his life. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is impossible for your local chain parts store to stock all the parts you'll ever need. So why endure office pointless and seemingly intimidating, intimidating questions when you can go and save time and money with rockauto.com? It's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and their prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So go and explore their website today to find a new solution for your auto parts needs, and go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. 
right? Locked on in the how did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car parts you will ever need at rockauto.com. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so we just got a few minutes left, but I wanted to dive into uh, just a few updates on uh, Razorback football. And I'm sure we'll have uh, more of a dedicated podcast to this tomorrow, barring any major news or anything coming out about Razorback basketball. But um, Arkansas had a scrimmage uh, yesterday, or for Saturday's scrimmage, and we know that uh, the media got to meet with Sam Pittman and all those things. Uh, yesterday in a press conference, and as far as any updates from that, he says, uh, Sam Pittman said that starting left tackle Dalton Wagner's back was bothering him a little bit on Tuesday, uh, so they decided to shelf him. Uh, Christopher Paul Jr. is in concussion protocol, and so uh, they're they're looking at that as well. Trey Knox, we know that he got in a car accident, and he was in Kentucky, uh, concussion protocol, which is just a scary thing, and uh, I'm glad he's okay, but they're definitely trying to Trying to make him uh, make him feel, uh, you know, make sure he's ready to come back whenever he's ready. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jaden Hazelwood and safety Jalen Catalan remain in green, no contact jersey. So they're still out there. Uh, freshman defensive end Landon Jackson, the LSU can uh, transfer. Junior running back Dominic Johnson, Cade Renfro, Zach Zemos, and Manny Powell remained out because they're all dealing with uh, injuries that they're trying to jump back from as well. Uh, by the way, this is all according to hogsports.com. I want to give them credit because I, I wasn't able to be there for the for the uh, practice and everything, but want to give them a shout out too, because that's how I keep up to date with all my stuff is at hogsports.com. So they do a great job of it. Uh, so yeah, we have, um, you know, like as far as that goes, there's no real major changes like rosters or anything like that. Um, you know, it's kind of just all like there, but uh, the other thing too, is that happened literally just a little bit ago is that Mateo Soli, I uh, put his name into the transfer portal. This happened like literally as I was recording this podcast, uh, he appeared in 17 games throughout his Razorback career, recorded 30 tackles, three tackles for a loss, half a sack. In 2021, he appeared in three games and recorded six tackles. He's 6'4", 245. He's a four-star recruit. And um, he had offers that went to Alabama, Auburn, Florida, Kentucky, Vanderbilt, Clemson, Florida State, Notre Dame, Oregon, Stanford, Wisconsin. I mean, that's big. That's big. He had a lot of that going on. But here's my thing is, like, the timing of everything's interesting, and especially with, like, okay, here's my thing. Okay, so – Arkansas, we know on the defensive line, does not have a lot. They don't have a lot of depth. They don't have a lot of, of, of players that came in as far as the, the incoming recruiting class. They had to make a change in the coaching staff when it came to the defensive line coaching and all that. So it was kind of like, you know, what, what's, what's really going on there? And I guess the, the question becomes, for me, if you're Matea Soli and you are on in a position group that doesn't have a lot of depth – doesn't have a lot of high-end talent, at least at this point in time, and you're transferring, which normally when you transfer means you're not getting playing time, does that mean that Arkansas has some really good dudes, or does that mean that Soli hasn't just been able to figure it out, hasn't been able to, to get to that point? I think it's probably more the latter. Uh, and Soli was a four-star player, and sometimes those players, when they get to campus, they, it just, they don't pan out the way that you hope or pan out the way that uh, people think that they will. And so it kind of gives me that vibe with Soli that maybe that's what happened in this case. And maybe that's what happened here is that he's a, he's a fine player and all that and, and a guy that's been around for a bit, but he's just been unable to, to get to that SEC level and that SEC caliber. Because again, if you're in a position 
and a position group on the defensive line that doesn't have a lot of talent there and you still can't see the field, you know, I, can't, I think that's kind of telling uh, of uh, where he's at. So I'll be curious to see where he ends up. You know, they, there's a lot of um, opportunities, I'm sure, to enroll early, maybe in the summertime too. And who knows, maybe this was something that Sam Pittman and the staff said, you know, might be just best for you to move on. Like maybe it's one of those things too. I don't know. But again, we just found out about it as we're recording this podcast. So, uh, but we'll, we'll talk more football tomorrow on the podcast because there is some things I want to dive into. And uh, there are some things that I just uh, think that are very interesting when it comes to spring football, especially this weekend, the Saturday, actually. Uh, there's going to be a scrimmage and there's going to be a press conference and all those things that uh, I'm sure we're going to hear more and more about and maybe be able to uh, get to see because I'm going to be up there in Fable actually, so I'll actually be able to get some uh, some legitimate like things that I get to check out and and, and see how it all goes down too. So uh, either way, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about that fact and how they're able to uh, you know still have spring football, still have news coming out from it, still great for content, great for the podcast, great for radio shows, great for all that stuff too. So. I'm just happy that we're going to be able to do it. But we'll dive more into football tomorrow. Appreciate everybody listening in to the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have, and we'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.